Hello and welcome to a new series of the Zero to Finals podcast, where we'll be talking about paediatric development. My name is Tom, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about nutrition. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash nutrition, or in the development section of the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Let's start by talking about breast and bottle feeding. The World Health Organization recommends exclusive breastfeeding for the first six months of life. A big benefit to breastfeeding is that it's free. Issues with breastfeeding, such as poor milk supply, difficulty latching, discomfort or pain for the mother, can lead to inadequate nutrition for the baby. Both breastfeeding and bottle feeding can lead to overfeeding. However, overfeeding is much more common in bottle-fed babies. Breast milk contains antibodies that help protect the neonates against infection. Breastfeeding has been linked to reduced infections in the neonatal period, better cognitive development, lower risk of certain conditions later in life, and a reduced risk of sudden infant death syndrome. Breast and bottle-fed babies appear to have slightly different body compositions, and children and adolescents that were breastfed appear to have less obesity. There is evidence that breastfeeding can reduce breast cancer and ovarian cancer risk in the mother. It's not clear how far the benefits of breastfeeding can be attributed to differences in socioeconomic factors that contribute to a woman's decision whether to breastfeed, and many of the claimed benefits may be due to other confounding factors. Let's talk about feeding volumes in babies. On formula feed, babies should receive around 150 milliliters of milk per kilo of body weight per day. Preterm and underweight babies may require larger volumes. This is split between feeds every two to three hours initially, then to four hours and longer between feeds as the baby grows and develops. Eventually, babies and infants transition to feeding on demand, which means they only feed when they're hungry. Volumes are gradually increased in the first week of life as tolerated. For example, 60 milliliters per kilo per day on day one, 90 milliliters per kilo per day on day two, 120 milliliters per kilo per day on day three, and then 150 milliliters per kilo per day on day four of life onwards. Let's talk about the initial weight loss in babies. It's acceptable for breastfed babies to lose up to 10% and for formula-fed babies to lose up to 5% of their body weight by day 5 of life. They should be back to their birth weight by day 10. If they lose more weight than this or they do not regain their birth weight by 2 weeks, they need admission to hospital and assessment for possible causes. The most common cause of excessive weight loss or not regaining weight is dehydration due to underfeeding even when they do not clinically look dehydrated. The most reliable sign of dehydration in babies is weight loss. Finally, let's talk about weaning. Weaning refers to the gradual transition from milk to normal food. Weaning usually starts around six months of age. It starts with pureed foods that are easy to palate, swallow and digest. For example, pureed fruit and baby rice. Over the next six months of life, this will progress towards a healthy diet resembling an older child, 
supplemented with milk and snacks up to one year of age. So thanks for listening to this episode on nutrition. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. You can find written notes on all the podcast topics in the Zero to Finals books available on Amazon, and you can find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible. You can also find all the notes, videos, illustrations, and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com. And I hope you join me for the next episode where we'll talk about growth charts.